I believe we are recording. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? It's the Vinny Rock Podcast. I got my boy Banks with me today, and we're going to talk about a subject that has been going crazy on the internet. But first, let me hit these sponsors. I'm actually a little bit more prepared today. It's about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people are complaining that you don't you don't talk in the microphone. Oh, that I don't? Yeah. Isn't that funny? That's like that's what I do though. That's what you do. Like but, I'm a professional radio broadcaster. You know what it is? It's the acoustics in here that probably throws it. Oh, it may be. This the the acoustics in here suck. Well, in in a more casual setting, I probably let my head drift more naturally. Yeah. I know the last one was tough though too with Johnny because because Johnny he was, was sitting yeah. across the other side of the table and I would talk to him and talk over this way and I was definitely yeah. off the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Jo- for sure. Fucking Johnny. Johnny. What a shit bag. He's gonna have to we're gonna he's gonna have to bring in his own microphone. Love you, Johnny. <laughs> All right, you, guys. Wish you were here, Johnny. Wish you were here, Johnny. Uh Temple 57. <laughs> Temple 57 still hasn't given me the information of their their they, they did a merger with another company. I believe it's called a TNG. Um the North Group. The North Group is another uh, contracting company and doing stuff all over the world, dude. Really cool stuff, actually. I, actually, stuff that some stuff we can't talk about, which is real as, badass. As cool stuff as you can yeah, get. Yeah, as cool as you can get. Talk about exactly. And so uh, they did a merger. Uh, it's still uh, TNG, but now it's Temple North Group. Uh, and so you guys interested, so you can still check out Temple 57. Hit them up if you're looking for some contract work. I know there's a lot of veterans out there that like to get into contract work. There's guys right now that are probably looking for jobs. That are highly qualified to be a personal guard or, or a carrying, a, a, what, what do they call it, on-duty carry, right? Yeah. Security for someone. Uh, if you guys are interested in a job like that, uh, go hit up Temple 57. I'm telling you, this is a family-owned business. The guys who own this are, are super solid people. Uh, they've done a lot of protection for some, some great people out there in this world. And so, uh, like I said, if you guys are looking for a job, looking for some work in the contract world, hit up Temple 57. If you guys have any questions or having trouble getting a hold of them, hit me up and I'll get, get that to you. Uh, GMR Gold. Have you have you got any gold yet? I don't have any gold yet. It's you, on my list of things. It's on my wish list. Your wish list. Because they uh, do some like he's got some like pirate coins, and I'm a geek about that stuff. There's some dope and ones some, that just came out. Some of the dude. pirate coin stuff that he's got, like the pieces of yes. eight and some of the reproduction pieces. Yes, I love that stuff. Dude, I know. I, I saw it the other day. I was like, damn. I hope that one of those comes in my next box. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I got to. I got to sign so- up for the subscription service as well. Yeah, that's what it's the bullion box. Yeah, it's dope, dude. There's a 100 to 200, and I believe it's a 300. And so $300 a month, you get your $300 pretty much worth and more. Sometimes it's $500 worth inside of a $300 box. So it's pretty cool. Uh, we got a bunch of silver dollars the other day, and the kids were going crazy. They were like, is this real? I was like, yes, silver, legit. Uh, have some fun with it. I don't know. We're having fun as a family with it, you know, so I'm just going to keep the subscriptions going. GMR Gold, thanks for sponsoring the podcast. You guys check them out on Instagram, GMR Gold. Uh, you can also check out their bullion box, uh, B-U-L-L-I-O-N box. Uh, check them out. If you guys want to go online and check them out, it's gmrgold.com. They even buy and sell. So check that out. The Insta Live videos are great too. If you yeah, just want to learn about like the market and what they're doing, Charlie gets down. Watch, watch the Instagram Live videos. It's really good stuff. Yeah, that's Charlie, man. He, he goes live on Instagram and he gives all the explanation about any questions you have about gold. So if you guys are just questioning it, go ask questions to Charlie himself when he does a live feed. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Core Medical Group. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, down 13 pounds. Are you? Down 13 pounds. I'm super pumped on it. The biggest problem I've ever had in my entire life is diet. It's not about fitness, right? Like, I, I, I can get addicted about to fitness. fitness burrito in my mouth. <laughs> about how I, treat it. You know. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, we're eating dinner a lot, and I'm, I'm pissed off because I'm watching their foods, and I'm watching mine. But I'm actually cooking my own meals when it comes to dinner time, and so I don't cook bad. You know, I'm actually a pretty good cook, so... I'm pretty happy with it. Christy's actually like, you know what? I'm thinking about jumping on your plan because she's like, man. Down 13 pounds is yeah, legit. Down 13 pounds, dude. And, and I plan to go down another 
honestly, hopefully another 15. And then I'm going to really start doing all the lifting I want. I just want to get my shoulders and chest developed where I'm happy. So you get that swole look? Um, yeah, you know, I just usually, I used to have a nice shoulders, round shoulders that I feel comfortable. I wear a shirt and it feels good. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm looking to try and get back to. I think it's going to help me in the acting world as well. Try and get some some stuff. But, you know, I got to give credit to Core Medical Group, man. It's really gotten my hormones back in line so it can happen. This is without lifting. I'm not lifting a regular schedule. I'm doing boxing three times a week. And that's really the most physical activity I'm doing in the boxing classes at Legends Boxing. And that's just a free plug because I love them. Um, we're doing like a CrossFit class. You know what I mean? There's some push-ups in there. There's some squats, some, some burpees. That is all the work I'm doing, and I've lost th- 13 pounds. It's all diet and freaking hormones. My hormones Solid are working. Work. Yeah, dude, I'm super pumped. You guys check them out, Core Medical Group. Hit me up if you have questions with them. If you have any questions, they can deliver directly to you anywhere in the United States. You can get your blood test anywhere in the United States. It is one of the most convenient and, and also the most cost-effective. Cost-effective or efficient? What do you say? That? I think it's probably a bit of both. bit of both. It's effective and efficient. And efficient. Fuck yeah. it. So you guys check them out. <laughs> <laughs> Core Medical Group, they love working with veterans because veterans are some of the people with the most need for this. So guys, check it out. Hit me up if you have questions. Willie Peach Chocolate. We're working right now on the hot sauce still. Dude, I have a bottle of the hot sauce at the house. Do you? I'm into it. I'm going to have to bring it to you. I'll, I'll bring it to you. It's not super hot. It actually has like a smoky flavor to it. I like it. It's fucking awesome, dude. I'm going to bring that to you. We're trying to produce this. But until then, Wooly Peach Chocolate. Uh, did you get one last? You didn't get one, home. I didn't get one. No, Johnny had one. Johnny he? had the he had the coffee bar. Did you like it? Yeah, he liked it a lot. That one has Black Rifle coffee in it. So he yeah. liked that one a lot. I don't, I don't. I love the smell of coffee, but I don't like the taste you of coffee. Like, yeah, yeah, chewing coffee yeah. beans sometimes is a little rough. Yeah. Different. Yeah, that's a little rough. Well, but see, and I was never like, you know, I never served overseas, so I was yeah. one of those dudes that was, you know, shaking dry coffee packets into yeah. my mouth and going out in the morning. <laughs> yeah. You know, take the whole coffee packet, swish it around a little water, and yeah, then you're that's off. That's not your could, thing. I'm, so not, that's not, I'm not about that life. I've done that a few times. Yeah, 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 yeah I've done that a few times, definitely. So Willie Peach Chocolate, you guys check them out on Instagram. He makes chocolate at his house. He makes all different Scoville unit uh, measures. So some that are s'mores have no Scoville units, no spice to them at all. Tastes amazing. And it goes all the way up to something like the Moab, which has, I believe it's Carolina Reapers. Ooh, Dude, I'm telling you, I, I told Chrissy just put the tip of her tongue on it and it burnt her fucking mouth. I'm glad we're talking about chocolate there. Yeah, we're talking. <laughs> and this is chocolate. We're chocolate. Chocolate, chocolate bars. Just, just lick the tip. <laughs> just, just the tip of your tongue tip, on it, baby. <laughs> and it burned her mouth. <laughs> You guys check I'm sorry, it. Chrissy, I'm sorry. Chrissy, I apologize <laughs> She'll for laugh. that. She'd I'm, laugh. I'm sorry. She'd laugh and then she'd smack me, right? She'd laugh at you and smack me. <laughs> Be like, oh, Banks is funny. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Why'd I'm you like, let him uh, say that? Uh, okay, I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys check out Willie Peach Chocolate, man. I love him there. Uh, Metal Force, the only shakers I use now. I have a... Uh, I asked them to send me the um, Thin Blue Line. Obviously, we know they're having a rough year this year in the yep. law enforcement. It's a, it's a tough time. So I'm always trying to support. And anything I do, I have now a Thin Blue Line shaker. Got it from Metal Force. You guys check them out on Facebook. Uh, Metal Force Fit on IG. Uh, metalforce.com. You guys check out their protein shakers. You can call them and request some, 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 uh, some what do you call those when you just do your own? Custom ones. Custom there ones. There you go. Hey, and the last but not least, new, new sponsor is uh, Beyond Clothing. You know who they are? I was telling you, like... We were talking about yeah, it outside yeah, yeah. on the way in. Yeah, it's kind of... Um, I don't even know how to say it. I want to word it right, but I don't... I, you know, Beyond it's, Clothing is like tactical clothes that's not tactical it's looking. It's tactical without being a douche. Yeah, it's super it's cool. It's just practical, regular clothing. Outdoor clothing that's that's that you can see operators use, but it's really an outdoor kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the guys that are hikers, that are campers, that are fishermen, cold weather gear, they have they have a motorcycle jacket recently they just put out. Like They have all kinds of cool gear. Check them out. That's Beyond Clothing. If you guys have questions, 
let me know. I'm going to try and get you guys a, a discount code for that because uh, it's, it's, it's worth what you're paying for. I'll tell you that much. Um, check them out. Either way, I'm super excited to get this podcast started because this is a subject that has been all over the internet. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, toxic masculinity. Right. Jesus. Like, it, I, this all kind of blew up because of the Gillette ad, right? With the, the shaving ad and they came out. I, I think it's been brewing, but Gillette really just kind of, I think, let it, let it off the top. Right. I think that was the icing on the cake where I think a lot of people... And I didn't really have a problem with it. Like, yeah. like with the Nike ad too. Like there's a lot of like controversial marketing out there. I don't really have a problem with which the one, message behind it. Yeah, which one was the Nike one? The, You're talking the about Kaepernick, Kaepernick one? It's, it's an interesting thing. I think some people are overly sensitive and kind of think too far into things. I think that sensitivity is the same with this toxic masculinity. Yeah. There's some people where that's going to strike a chord to. Right. And, you know, you might need to check your attitude a little bit. Right. I think where the real backlash is, and this is where I'm at, like, I don't have a problem with yeah. toxic masculinity. Well, before we get into that, what, you know? explain the commercial. So the commercial, it, it's talking about, like, dads checking their dad privilege, basically. Like, it's it's a bunch of, like, house dads, and it's got them all lined up with, like, polo shirts yeah. and stuff. and. They, you know, they're standing in front of the barbecues and they're talking about all these manly things and how, yeah. how none of that matters. And, you know, that, yeah. that and, we and there's, should be there's more, scenes yeah. where men are grabbing women's butts and, and yeah. kind of like this, but very old videos when they're showing that. Yes. And as old time, that was kind of something that was considered appropriate at the time. And, and I think all of us would say that's inappropriate these days. Yes, right? absolutely. But it almost, it almost as if they were hinting as we're bad people for this mindset. So it's try it like they insinuate or imply that all men are this way. Right. That all like the reason that men are the way we are is because we all think or come from this place. Yeah. And that's not the case. No, not at and all. And I think that's where this backlash is coming from is guys are tired of being told that we're bad just because we're guys. Well, it's crazy, man. It's cause it's it's crazy to me because um, you know, one, how sensitive Everyone is to everything these days. Yeah. Like this this ad alone, here's what I did. I saw it and I was like, okay, boom, I passed it. Yeah. I didn't share it. I didn't really think about it. You know, some of the guys on beard.com team were like, oh, we should say something I'm like, dude, say whatever you want. Well, That's I even cool. saw the, the meme that they put out right. there and like, everything like, and, on beard.com. Yeah. And I, I feel that as well. It's like, look, if you're if you're listening to any major company that's using marketing as a tool and saying and they're telling you how to think, well, you have the choice to think that or not. Every fucking time. Right. And, well, for like, some, and if some people get offended by that, like, look, this is what they're trying to do. Gillette put out that ad, but this is also the same company that has like an army of 40 women that goes out to every major race course in the entire country in like spandex latex suits with yep. Gillette written across, R- written the across ass their ass. Yeah. Supermodels. Like, take it with a grain of salt. It's all marketing. They knew what they were going to do. You know, they, what they, kn- call it? they call it woke marketing. Yeah, you I, t- know, woke, I tell you, woke corporatism or whatever BS title they want to put on it now. They want to act and, be, and people want to be like, oh, you lost a customer, Gillette. Like, yeah, but you know what? They probably gained 10 more. Right. It's the power of marketing, man. They knew what they were doing. Nike knew what they were doing. Everyone who puts out this controversial subjects and does it in a fashion where they, they honestly didn't come out and say men stop being masculine. They just kind of visually told a story uh-huh. and they had a message and everyone got offended. But there is this underlining message that we're seeing all over mainstream media these days is that there is a thing called toxic masculinity. And that is what bothers me, right? Like not so much the Gillette ad, but it was like, oh, you motherfucker, you're, you're continuing this, this idea that is potentially yeah. hurting our own kids and feeling guilty for being masculine. 
Is it a bad thing to be masculine? It's not a bad thing. We need masculinity. Studies have shown that masculinity is a good thing. Having positive male role models in a, in a home is good. That statistically, you're more likely to commit a crime or you're more likely to be violent or you're more likely to be that toxic person without a positive masculine influence in your life. But the that's the idea behind right. it. That's not what we're being told. The agenda they're pushing yeah. is... Men are bad and women need to be in charge. Well, I think yeah. that for just as much toxic masculinity, there is a toxic femininity right now. Oh, yeah. And that's what's attacking it. You know, and there's there's five percent of this ultra militant feminism on one side of the spectrum, and there's five percent of this toxic man that's rebelling super hard against it, and the eighty percent of the rest of the population is really all gathered into the middle. And we don't relate to any of that bullshit. Yeah. And like we're being screamed at from both sides. Like, oh, you're this way. And everybody, oh, you're that way. And I'm like, I'm none of those things. What the hell? I was just trying to, you know, like shave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, or, or I just don't want to shave. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know, I have a beard. I live yeah. that life. Like, I don't, I don't care well, you dude, know, about what a razor company thinks. No, Especially I, yeah. one that pays Tom Brady a lot of money. No. I, <laughs> Fuck the Patriots. <laughs> He's still good looking. I'm sorry. What? I'm just jealous because even if he loses, he's going home to Giselle and a hundred million dollars. Yeah. He's, he's a winner no matter yeah, what. Exactly. <laughs> he's, he may lose a football game, but he still wins at life. Yeah. Jealousy, Tom Brady. And his dad bod still freaking wins wins uh, right? Super Bowls. You know what right? I mean? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's a trip to me to to think the word masculinity is not negative or positive, right? It's not. It's 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 masculine. It's 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 you know, and and, and for some reason, it's getting this negative. Connotation behind yeah. it, right? People are believing the word masculine is negative, and it's not. Like I don't know where that comes from. If you say the word feminine, that doesn't come off as negative to you. It just comes off as the the word itself. It's all about control, and it's and it's with anything, whether it's the government or whether it's marketing on TV or the internet. It's all about somebody controlling, whether it's your money or whether it's your opinion. So yeah. when you look at it, the idea of feminism is incredibly noble. Yeah. It's great. It's upstanding. We know, you know, because you and I are both in healthy relationships, right. that having a strong woman next to you to to be a co-parent and a co-partner in life, yes. to make those decisions together, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, and I'm blessed enough to be in a relationship like that and to be in a situation where that's my reality. But it is then hijacked by a very vocal minority who don't, push the tenets of feminism and people as equals, they want women to be in charge now. Right. They want women to be the boss of everything right. now on no other basis than an anatomical difference. Well, in, that's the thing to me. Is you like, know, so, and, and it's the yeah. same way it, with, with everything we see. Right. Every, every piece of marketing, if you look at it, it's about controlling you and your opinion and where your money goes and somebody else being in charge of you and your life. It's funny. Think of it this way, man. Like, I have no problems with a, with a woman being in charge of me if she's qualified for the job. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think everyone, I think that should be just, like, if I'm going to hire a male or a female, well, I'm going to hire the person who's most qualified for the job. Not whether they're male, not whether they're female. The female doesn't get an extra five points. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. None of that stuff. I just think of it as like whoever's qualified for that position gets it. And for some reason, it's it's like 
there, there's a small movement of, of these feminist women that are that are pushing they're like no no women should just get the job ahead of the men because all these years of men being in charge you're just now we're just trying to make right. it fair we need to, well men have been in charge for 600 years now women need to be in charge for 600 and, and years and that makes it fair that doesn't make sense to me no it's it's not because it's not about equality right. it's about control it's the same way with uh with sexual preference right we see the same thing with the race issues you know it where it's not about treating somebody as Martin Luther King said based on the content of their character and not yeah. the color of their skin it's about me having leverage over you for some shit that you never had like nobody in my family ever owned a slave bro yeah um, right. ever at any point you yeah. know but because I live in a country where slaves at one point were owned I'm supposed to feel guilty for something like I get it I understand collectively historically what people went through who right. are African American right who, I mean it's it, it's a terrible thing, but I'm not you know I didn't have anything to do with that. Right. I shouldn't you know like I should be guilty for that. Like it, when you realize it's not about treating somebody as an equal and it's about an agenda of control. Right. Your perspective on well that's on like the way you hear what's being told yeah. to you changes. That's like me being Hispanic. People are like, oh, you're Mexican, go back. You know, I've heard people say, and you're like, whoa, bro, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird to that's say. A, that. See, and that's another thing though. Right. It's like. You know, it started out when when the immigration argument came to the front. It it started out as a we need to have a better immigration process and control immigration, Correct. and it, it it changed from that to send all immigrants home. Right? Like, wh where did we lose? I mean, and I don't, the the president never said send back all the immigrants. He uh, said we need to stop illegal immigration. He, he, every almost every presidency before him knew that was still that was a major issue in every since. It, since for years, I mean, I'm talking. Since, you're Clinton. talking pre-Clinton, yeah. But yeah. every single one of them have been vocal about it that there is this crisis. Immigration is an issue of of unchecked illegal immigration, 100%. and now we have a president that all of a sudden has said something about it. Oh, he hates immigrants. Well, no, he doesn't hate. Well, it's immigrants. crazy because people are like he's racist. I'm like, man, look at man. I I'm, I sit there and listen to everything and. Does he say things that are kind of ridiculous? Yeah, yeah. We, we all know that. Like, I wish he had more tact. That, exactly. I wish he was. I wish, I he, wish he had more couth. Uh, yeah. I wish he he was more polished in what he said. And there's things that are scary about his decision making process. There is, like with um, you know, with General um, Mattis. Yeah. You know, but again, like I'm gonna sit here and just kind of watch the show because that's really all I can do right now and kind of see. But I can't say I think he's racist. No, I think he 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 might have had bad tact when he the way he mentions Mexicans and this and that. Uh huh. Also knowing it's not only Mexicans coming through the border. Exactly. You know what I mean, it's exactly. It's, it's a lot of different foreign you know, nationals coming through. But it's, it's this. It's the same thing with that issue as it is with everyone though. People are trying to control popular opinion. They're trying to control thought. People are trying to tell you what they think your opinion should be rather than tell you the facts and let you form your own opinion. I think that's the yeah. curse of the 24 hour news cycle. Yeah. They need controversy. They, so yeah. in the, in the, you know, the Cronkite days, yeah. you know, which historically now we know what Cronkite's opinion was personally, right. Not the most pleasant things as, as a human being, but you never knew that out of him. You never right. knew what his political leaning was. Right. He showed up on the news. He told the world the facts and then we knew enough intelligently as human beings to be able to form our own opinions. Right. Now it's about controlling people's opinions. And that's crazy, dude, because people are so simple to just take everything they hear as facts. Everything is a soundbite. It's crazy to me. Our entire collective thought is reduced down to internet memes. Yes. Every fight on Facebook 
that you see, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, they're, they're throwing out the sound bite. They want a five second clip. That's yeah. a gotcha moment. Everybody wants the punchline. Nobody wants the truth. Dude, you, you think about a world where masculinity becomes the enemy and masculinity becomes almost against the law, illegal, right? right? And then what's going to happen to situations like the other day in, in, where was it, in Africa? In Kenya. In Kenya. Where what's going to happen? The hotel got attacked, if, right? If every person in that vicinity is afraid of being masculine, you won't have a guy coming in there smoking two dudes, three dudes, how many he did, go in there and start rescuing as many people as he can just because that guy is a freaking trained monster. He's a right. trained stud. But you wouldn't have that anymore because that kind of thing would be frowned upon. Being good at shooting, well, the, being, being physically fit. Being, the other side of the argument would be, well, that wouldn't have happened if if those people that did the attack weren't masculine. Those guys, you you call those, those guys masculine? Those, ter- those terrorists were their toxic masculinity caused that attack. Like the thing is, the problem with it is, is there's always another angle. Yeah, there's always another excuse. Where when you really get to the core of what these problems are, it's just like if we go all the way back to Vietnam. Like, there's no way to win a war against people like that. So do these women want? To be married to men that are more like women? I don't think they know what they want. Uh, just imagine that, though, the, bro. I think that's the problem is, you know. You know like, like, I just think, here, here's, here's me. My father raised me to respect women, to protect women that need to be protected. You know, my mother showed me that women can be strong and not need a man's protection at times as well. Uh-huh. And they can be independent. You know, but I was raised with this knowing this, right? And so I know this about my wife and my kids and my daughters. Why do they wrestle? Because I personally want to make sure that they're strong and fit enough to protect, protect themselves against someone who wants to do harm. Right. Someone who's not overly masculine. No, just raised with shit fucking morals from their shit parents. Right. Right. There's parenting, I think, is what needs to be adjusted. In everything there is in this world that is wrong, I believe it roots down to bad parenting. You know what I mean? Like, my daughter's like, oh, this or that or whatever, this kid, you know? And I'm like... Baby, you have to understand, there's a reason why that kid is that way. It's because their parents, either they're too busy to give a shit about raising that fucking kid, they're not mentoring that kid, or maybe they're not, you know, the situation, you have no idea what they're going through daily. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that all has an effect on a kid as they grow older in the decision-making process of what they do in their life. Like, my daughters will always be knowing their head, like, a woman can be independent, yes, but in a relationship with a man, whatever sexual they choose, I don't know, right? right? But... With men, is like there is definitely this balance, you know, and the man is kind of, they know in our household how it is, and I expect they're probably going to think that's normal too in another household when they have their own, is that I am the protector of the household. Shit, I'm fucking 6'1", fucking 250-something pounds. Yes. Right. Of course I'm going to be the protector of the household. I'm also the nurturer when I need to be, when my wife isn't there being the nurturer, you know, when she's working on other things. And it's like there's this crazy balance that I've been able to pull in my house, but I, it's what my dad and mom did too. Yeah. My dad's not a big man, but he was definitely the fucking protector. You know what I mean? My dad was always big. Yeah. My dad was my dad's built just like you. Yeah. You know, six plus, always two fifty plus, yeah. was a plumber by trade, was, you know, an MP in the army. My mom's not small. My mom's five seven, five eight. I think my mom's oh, yeah. five eight. It's a good you know, size woman. Tall woman. Always very strong. But I was blessed to have them as an example. Both of them are very strong physical people. Yes. And both of them are very strong willed as well. And at different points in my childhood, it went back and forth from my mom being the provider financially and my dad being home for us emotionally Mm -hmm. and times when my dad was the business owner and provided for the family financially and mom was home. Yeah. You know, but it, it didn't matter. Mom? 
Is that how you say it? Mom, mom, yeah. mom, cool. mom, my mom. No, but that's, is that. But is, my mom yeah. is how I say it. Yeah. Sweet. Um, you know, so it, it wasn't always, we always throw out yeah. people. And this is the problem I have with the toxic masculinity, femininity argument is people always scream about what's fair. I want what's fair. You've been in charge for 500 years and that's not fair. That's gotten us here. Well, guess right. what? We know life's not fair. Right. In a relationship, it's never about what's fair. Right. It's a constant adjustment and you do what's necessary. Yeah. You know, my wife and I both work and I'm lucky that I have a schedule that allows me to be home with the kids. Yeah. I do most of the cooking, you know, in our family. I'm there emotionally a lot for our kids. My wife works the regular nine to five job. Yeah. She plays socially what would be a traditionally male role. Yeah. You know, where I'm home emotionally yeah. much more for my kids. Right. You know, does that mean I'm any less the protector? No. Or the provider? No, what? it's it's never going to be about what titles that people try to put. You, when yeah. you fight this toxic masculinity and this ultra feminism and you pit them against each other, you lose what makes us unique as men and women or as partners right. or as co-parents. There are things in every personality and in every relationship that makes you unique and gives you that balance that together makes you stronger than you would be by yourself. Yeah. Whether you're in a gay relationship or a straight relationship, there are things in my wife's personality yeah. that make me better. Yeah. I would not be who I am and where I am in our relationship wouldn't be without her strengths matching with my strengths. Right. I, I know in your relationship same. the same way. Yeah. I have you no know? sense of like patience with homework because I'm really one insecure about right. My kids, half of them read better than me already, right? Because of my, 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 my dyslexia. And, and then I'm nervous to look bad in front of them trying to help them with their homework. Right. So, like, we all know, like, when mom's home, she's doing, she's helping with the homework situation. And if they need something to get drawn, I'll... <laughs> but, if, but look, if she's not there and you got to step up, though, I do it. It's not about, oh, I'm not good at this and it's not fair that you made me do this. Right. You do what's necessary. Yeah, you step up. We're different for a reason. Right. And it's a good reason that we're different. And yeah. it's not just between men and women. It's not just between black and white or Latino or Asian. There are things about each and every single one of us as individuals yeah. that make us special. Yeah. And the beauty of life and the beauty of love is when you find somebody who's crazy plays well with your crazy and you become a stronger, better thing on the other side of it. Yeah. So it's not about being toxic in a masculine way or a feminine way. It's not about being fair or it's not about, you know, getting what's right and what I deserve. It's about doing what's necessary to get not only you, but your partner and your family into a better place in life. Yep. And, you know, I learned that from my parents and I see it now when, when all of these attacks come, I, I feel like it's an attack on my family, not on me as a man, right. but I feel like it's an attack on my family because I have a very solid unit. I'm in a very yeah. comfortable place uh, personally and emotionally with my family. Yep. I have a strong relationship. That's my fortress, man. Yeah. And those are the, those, those, that's, those are my troops. That's my backup. That's my space where I can be comfortably 100% me. Yeah. And every single time somebody comes in and tries to tell me, you got to believe this, or you're toxic for doing that, or this is, it's a terrible that you treat her this way. Well, you know, I don't make my wife do anything. Right. We sit down together and make the best choice for us. Right. No, you know? it's dude. And that's the problem I have right. with this whole toxicity thing is, well, you know, everybody yeah, you, says, oh, I want what's fair. Well, it's never going to be fair ever. But, dude, no one's ever going to tell me how to raise my own kids. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, like my kid, my, my sons and daughters will always learn how to defend themselves. Always. 
That's something I was raised to do. It mm-hmm. didn't hurt me. I've never used a freaking fist to, to, to bully anyone. I've always used it to protect people. Right. I was raised that way. I was ta- I've taught. I was learned a lesson early on. Like, don't ever use this skill set to take advantage. I've always fought for like to protect myself or protect someone that couldn't do it themselves. Right. You know what I mean? And I teach my kids all that too. Like you, you, you learn how to defend yourself for a reason, but like, don't ever let anyone get picked on. Like you're there to protect it. Like that's what we do as a family. We protect the others that don't want to protect themselves or can't. Right. You know what I mean? Bigger picture wise, when I see like all this marketing stuff come out and I see all the, the craziness that we're being told on every forefront, on every issue, you know, people want to tell me what I should think. Right. And for me personally, at my core, the very basis of who I am is we call it liberty. Mm-hmm. In in faith, you call it agency. You know, from yeah. from the, the one of the most important things that makes me me is that God gave me the ability to choose for myself. Yeah. Here on earth. To go through this life experience and to make my own choices. Yeah. That I'm not forced to do anything. And that to God and no one else, I'm accountable for those choices. Right. You know, now that's that's my moral compass. Right. You know, and I go through my life, not based on anybody's laws yeah. or anybody else's opinion, but that I'm accountable not just to God for what I do, but for how I treat others. Right. So on no other basis other than my own liberty, my own free will, my own free agency, that relationship with God is established. And then... That reflects to, you know, and again, if we want to go back to, to scripture, you know, do unto others as you would do, you know, love yeah. thy neighbor as thyself, you know, right. all right. of the, there's so many different, you know, right. scripture references from the Bible that we can go to for that. That's how I live my life. Right. I'm personally accountable for my decisions. No one else makes my opinion for me. So when somebody else says you're toxic as a man, just because you're a man and you have a penis, I'm like, you know. The, the old bait and tackle's not making my decisions for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, fuck off. You know, like, <laughs> it, no, I'm accountable for, for me and for my family. Right. Your opinion has no bearing on it. And it's about controlling somebody else. Yeah. And it's about controlling their lives because something is missing with that person, whatever it yeah. is. You know, and, it, and they have to force something onto me. I do my best to not even allow other people's opinions even affect me. Right. You know what I mean? Like... I could have skimmed right past that video and, and never would have remembered it. But the fact that it, it pissed off so many people and so many people shared it and so many struck had, a nerve. Yeah, and so many people had rebuttals and this and that. And it's like, why? Like, you know, like on my own social media, I did not comment. I don't give a crap. You know what I mean? You look, you look at my life. You know uh-huh. what I mean? You already know what I do. I train to fight. I shoot guns. I raise kids to freaking defend themselves. Like, you know what I mean? I'm the man of my house, and I can say that my wife is going to say, yep, he is the man of the house because that is our structure in our household, and that's not a masculine thing. It's just a position that when we first met, we knew this would work for us because in her household, it was like that, in my household, like that. Uh-huh. And this is what's comfortable in how we do our thing. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? That, that is the very, the core of what we are as a country. You want to live that way? Great. Go and live that way. You want to live in this world where you have to be aware of other people's feelings yeah. and what they care and not offending anybody? That's great. That's fine. You can be that person. Yeah. The second you tell me I can't feel or live a certain way, right. you've crossed the line. Live however you want to live. You want to live with another man or woman? Go ahead. You want to be romantically linked to a 72 Dodge Nova? Go ahead. I don't care what you're in love with. (laughs) That's your business. But the second somebody else says, you can't. Yep. 
I have a problem. But I believe in what I want to believe and I feel what I want to feel and I want to live how I want to live. Great. I don't care. Everyone Even if it's something I don't agree with. Everyone else, mind your own business. You know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What was, who was it that said it? Was it Hamilton that said it or Ben Franklin that said it? If it neither breaks my bones nor picks my pocket, it's none of my business. Oh, that's great. Was his quote. That's great. And that's, I mean, that's how a lot of the founding fathers felt. Yeah. You know, where we, we live in this space now where every, my life is everybody else's business. Yeah. Guess Same. what? My life is not everybody else's yeah. business. My life is my business. And That's if you a, yeah. agree with it and you want to come for a ride and you want to share in that. Follow on. Bless you. Come along. Follow on, motherfucker. If you don't, guess what? There's a million other channels out there that you can follow. That's how I feel, dude. My Mind social media business. My social media is like, I, I post my life because some people enjoy it. But if someone wants to question it, I'm like, dog, bounce. Go do something else. This right. is my page. I do whatever. Like, I haven't smacked my kids, like spanked them in the ass. I haven't spanked them in fucking so long. I can't remember. But they all know it's in, it's in, the, it's in the pocket just in case. You know, if I need to, if right. I need to go there, I will. And there's people like, I don't agree. It's like, you don't have to agree with how I raise my kids. They all know that if they cross the line in some way, and it's got to be something serious. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's there. There's the option. The option is to get spanked in my household. Yes. And people are like, oh, I don't agree. And it like... You don't have to agree on that, dude. Exactly. This is how I raise my kids. You know what I mean? But my kids also know they have respect. They have manners. They they fall in line when they need to. You know what I mean? I go to a dinner with six kids and never will hear a peep from my kids. Like, like I'll, they have to apologize to yeah, somebody. They'll for never kid embarrass me. No, we'll we sit talked there, about this on my yeah, radio show. We'll, the we'll other sit day. there and have jokes together and laugh as a family, but never at a line. You won't see a mess on the floor from any of my kids because uh-huh. if there is, we pick it up before we leave. There's a whole different thing, like, like, and the people are like, man, your kids are so well behaved. Yes, because they were raised in a household with structure and discipline and, and manners and uh-huh. all these things that you want to call masculine. I feel no, this isn't masculine. This is me being the father figure to my kids and mentoring good people in society that don't embarrass me because I would be fucking pissed if they did. I give so much credit to to single parents, men and women who struggle so hard with trying to teach both sides of that to their kids Dude. and don't have the time or the resources to be able to do it because they have to financially provide for those kids. I live that, bro. That's, the, that's, the, that's what's so special and unique about being in a healthy relationship yeah. is to be able to have that backup and that partner to teach the that. yin and yang. To, you know? to, for every single parent that's ever raised a good human being on your own, I'm amazed by you and what you do. It's a trip, dude, because I was... I was feeling guilty not being not being um, a man that knows the feminine side too well. Uh-huh. I had daughters who wore basketball shorts and, and regular athletic shirts. They didn't do their hair often. They did when they did it's in some kind of like braid so they can play sports. Right. You know what I mean? And, and you know, they learn how to do their own hair on their own on YouTube because I don't do hair. You know what I mean? Like my oldest one asked me about her period. I'm like, look, I can tell you this, but... I don't know how to have this conversation and not feel like I'm doing it the right way. You right. know, and so I had her call my mom. And so I feel fucking bad. I felt bad for years because I'm like, man, they missed out on my oldest daughter, just so you know, used to be like the princess of the family. And now she's kind of a tomboy athlete, which is fine, cool. But I almost feel like it was my fault that that, that kind of it converted into that because <laughs> because it's like Let's get dressed. Where you, I'm buying jeans off Amazon because I don't fucking know what the, you know what I right. mean. Right. And so, there's, well, there's that 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 goes changes the argument. Like the nature versus nurture. You know, are we programmed to be a certain way, or are we developed and taught to be a certain way? Yeah. And I think there's a little bit. Of, there's there's culture that changes who we are a certain right. way, and you know, and then some people are just who they are. Right. You know, and you're not going to change those things about them. You and know? I'm so, not sure if if it was just naturally look, or taught. 
and she's still young enough yeah. that she that might be something she grows out of. There's a lot of kids and especially a lot of young athletes now that just live that way. Yeah. They live in workout clothes. Yeah. They live in sneakers. Like even the girls that go to school, you know? Yeah. They all live that way. But you know, it's kind of like the ugly duckling phase. Yeah. You know, well, dude, I, I trip. Oh, she gets dressed up. I'm you like, know, and then you, you realize that that's a knockout young woman that all of a sudden she does her makeup and she does her hair and you go, whoa, I feel bad, dude. Cause she, she went to a dance and she had a dress on, she had makeup on, you know, and Christy, I remember her. seeing those pictures and I'm just like, posted them. what the hell? Who is that girl? <laughs> like, I'm not girl. That's not daddy's that's baby no, girl. No, that's, that's, a young, a, that's a young woman. And yeah. I felt bad for all these years. Cause I'm like, like oh, you've been hiding yeah. and covering it up in some basketball shorts? <laughs> basketball shorts and wrestling gear, you know what I mean? What a dick. Oh, you've been hiding yeah. her in a pair of J's and some my, basketball my, shorts My masculinity spilled all over her. <laughs> <laughs> basketball shorts and buns like, and messy buns. <laughs> there's, there is a time and a place for masculinity. We need it. It's healthy. Can it be toxic? Absolutely. I agree that toxic masculinity exists. That misogyny and that sexism Absolutely, 100%. It exists. Is it a pervasive thing that permeates every part of every male on the planet no. and every fiber of our society? Hell no. Absolutely not. There's women that are just as bad on their end. There is there is just as much of that toxic femininity yeah. and that forced, militant, aggressive femininity as there is a toxic, violent, uh, abusive masculinity. Yep. There. I, I mean, the the pendulum has to swing just as far both ways. I, I agree. You know. Shit, man, this is a freaking dope podcast. <laughs> we talked about some shit. Yeah, you got to keep coming. Can I just throw something out real quick? Because I sent Dude, you a text message. Do it all day. How deep are we in right now? Are we? No, doing, we're thirty-seven. We have thirty. Quick? We're at thirty-seven. You have plenty of time. Okay. So, I mean, I sent you this text message the other night because I was feeling. Uh, I was in a weird headspace, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm already getting into that place right now. Good, I see thinking, you. Thinking about yeah, it. He's uh, shaking. Whew, okay, hang on. Let me switch gears here. A year ago. I found out my five-year-old had an irregular heartbeat. A lot of kids have it. It's not an uncommon thing. Mm -hmm. He had an extra heartbeat. And not like once a minute. Yeah. It was once every third or fourth heartbeat. Thump, 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 pretty regularly. Doctor didn't seem too phased by it. We found it on a routine checkup. He says, yeah, you might want to go check this out. My neighbor is uh, an intensive care NICU doctor. He specializes in pediatrics. Yeah. He listened to my kid's heart and said, yep, he's got an irregular heartbeat. You need to get this checked out. I'm not super worried by it, but it's an irregular heartbeat. So I'm thinking, okay, two doctors have told me it's not a big deal. We'll sign him up and go see the specialist. It takes us a year to get into the specialist. Yeah. Two days ago, we finally went down to the doctor. And we go and we sit in the office and we go through all the tests. This is my five-year-old. This, yeah. this, this is my affectionate kid. This yeah. is my hugs and kisses kid. I mean, th this is my baby. Yeah. And he's in there with all the things saw, hooked up mm -hmm. to him. And he's plugged in and they're running all the tests. And the nurse practitioner comes in and says, yeah, it sounds pretty normal, but we need to run some more tests. We want to make sure. Then the specialist comes in and he says, yeah, uh, it's not super concerning, but I want to run some more tests and make sure. And I, in my heart, I know everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Like I know mentally that it's probably nothing and it's a normal thing. But in the back of my mind, 
I'm thinking there's going to be something wrong with my baby's heart and I can't do anything about it. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to take that from him. I'm not going to be able to fix it for him. So we go in the other room and they do an echocardiogram. This thing takes 90 minutes to go through. I've been through. And they, they, they scan your whole yep. heart. And at the end of it, now, now keep him, he's five and he's yeah. been a champion going through all these tests. We're at the doctors for almost four hours. And at the end of it, they're trying to get a picture of the top of his heart. So they've got a pillow under his back. He's arched up. He's got his head extended, his chin all the way up to the sky, and they've got the the wand. Like if you've ever been pregnant and you've had an ultrasound, it's that same kind of wand. And it's pressing up against his throat like this, and they're trying to force those beams down into the top of his heart. He's choking. Yeah. Can't breathe. And I'm trying to be patient. And, I mean, he's in tears crying. And part of me wants to punch the technician yeah. in, the, in, the, in the face yeah. for hurting my baby boy. He's been patient. He's been a rock star. And you guys are now forcing him to stay here and bear this pain because you want to try and get a better picture. The other side of me says, I need them to get a better picture because yeah. I need to know if my baby boy's heart's okay. Right. We need to know. And so I'm in this place where now I'm physically tired. I'm emotionally wasted. And my kid has now reached the end of his rope and there's nothing I can do to help him. We get through all of this and... The, the doctor, the specialist looks at it and he comes and he goes, good news, his heart's healthy, everything's fine. Whew. It's just an irregular heartbeat. He'll probably grow out of it. It's got just as much to do with him taking a big deep breath and his chest expanding and his blood flow as it does to do the health of his heart. Everything in his heart looks great. Fucking instant relief. Yeah. Like instant relief. We Thank you, doctor. We can immediately leave pack up we go the kids get in the car they're exhausted they fall asleep in the back seat of the truck and i have this moment where emotionally i was done dude yeah. like i was i was so spent i just started crying yeah. in the truck in the parking lot of the hospital and like you know i was i was in a space where like i just i just needed to cry and i think as guys we don't talk about that a whole lot about emotionally getting in that space. Yeah. You know, about being like physically, I've got energy, I'm fine. Yeah. Mentally, I'm sharp and I'm switched on, but emotionally, man, burnt. I did I, there was nothing left in the tank. Yeah. I was cooked. Yeah. And just cried for the I mean from Provo all the way to my house in in Salt Lake County in Draper. Yeah. Cried the whole way home, dude. Yep. Just relieved, just praying, thankful, but just I mean, I could not for the life of me, like, I mean, ugly cry too. Yeah. Not like just tears, like yeah. ugly cry. Like bro. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Face. Like, yeah. Ugly, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I know like, I wasn't dude. vocal like that, but I mean, I was yeah. like hand on the steering wheel. Cause you're like, still trying to hold it together for the boys. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're back there and they're exactly. like, you know, so you're, 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 you're letting it out, but you're also holding it in as much as you can because you need to get that out. Like in the office, I had to be there and be the strong guy. Right. You know, I had to be daddy. He couldn't see that. Oh, he sees fear in your face. You know, he's done. Exactly. He couldn't see any. I had to be strong for him. Yeah. You know, and there was, there was a point where I needed to be strong for me. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I realized how little time I give myself as a man to do that maintenance, yeah. to do that self-care, to, to, to take that time. Yeah. To, to emotionally be okay. Now, when I got home and I talked to my wife about it. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about the whole thing. And, uh, and you know, I teared up again a little bit. Just and, natural shit, though. Dude. You know, people, but like, it, it was one of those things where I'm like, you know, as a I, guys don't talk about this stuff. No. 
We never well, addressed this with each other. I think your dad is very similar to my dad, where my dad would probably never have cried, and if he did, I never would have saw. It. I think I saw my dad cry like five times in my entire life. Right, and so ever. I, right, you know, and I I thought it was weird the first time I cried, like as a man cried. Uh huh. But it was my friend passed away in training. He was killed in training, and the whole day kind of brewed inside me, and it was very similar to kind of that was. As the keys on my apartment door are unlocking the door, I started feeling it, and I opened the door and just fell and melted into my house uh-huh. and just started bawling. And my wife at the time was like, what the heck is wrong with you? You've never seen me like this, but right. I am broken, and I just let it out. And I myself still to this day feel that is the day that kind of broke the wall. It broke the seal for me. Uh-huh. It was the first time I've accepted I. Wow, I can cry over things. And, that it's and, okay. Yeah. That it's normal. Right. That it's healthy. And, and from then on, you can't shut this faucet off, dude. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I have this. Uh, it's like that, right? Like, there's something when it has to do with a kid, when it has to do with, uh, if I'm watching a movie that kind of reminds me of my family or, or the loss of someone in military that kind of brings back some memories, I lose my fucking shit. Yeah. I lose it. And it's good for me because it's like, you're still in there, dude. You know what I right, mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and I, I wanted to talk about this along with this because I think that's part of that toxic masculinity yeah. that, you know, there are men who refuse to let themselves go to that place. Yeah. I think most of us now, and especially, and for me, I, I'm okay with crying. My yeah. wife has seen me cry. I'm in this place because I trust her. Yeah. Because I trust our relationship. I can cry in front of her. Yeah. That we can have those conversations, those hard conversations, and it's okay for me to be emotional. That I can, I can go to that place with her yeah. because she's my safe place. That when I, I don't, I don't want to, don't take it this the wrong. When I show that weakness, yeah, you know, or what some people would perceive the, as that the weakness, vulnerability. As, as be, the vulnerability is yes. probably a better word. That when I'm vulnerable. She's gonna be there to protect me because that's what it is. You, you, a lot of walls have dropped before because yes. you have to allow that to happen, and it, it and doesn't you, happen without that trust in right, your relationship. Right. You know, and for me, that's the that's the balance in my relationship. It's powerful, dude. That's the blessing of of us being different as people and finding the right partner in yeah. life. That that for me, that emotional exhaustion in that moment, and it was healthy to get it out, but to know. That I was that I was normal, man. That this wasn't something that guys dude. don't deal with no. alone. Most guys deal with it alone because most guys aren't. A lot of guys aren't willing to, to no, talk about I've, it. I've been there. Uh, Bell had to get meniscus surgery on her knee, and and I was, when I heard, when we got the notice from the doctor, not even her in surgery yet, uh-huh. I was bawling. And Chris is like, "You okay?" I was like, "It's hard to know that you know my oldest. You know what I mean? This is this is my baby girl, but my oldest right. is going to have to go through this, and you, it kills you as a parent because that's your kid, and you're not there to take the pain away. They're going to have to go through it, yeah. and, and all you can do is hold their hand and just be like, I'm there, and I have to act like the tough guy, but I'm the weakest man in the room right now. You Ex- know what I mean? I'm, exactly. You know, but those, but the the when I sent you that emotional exhaustion text message, yeah. Like, Yo, I want to talk about this. It's Dope. because nobody else has talked about. Like, I've never had that conversation with my dad. Yeah. It's not a conversation I've had with maybe but two other people in my entire life. Yeah. But I think it's a conversation that we need to have more. You know, and I I thought this was a good place to kind of open platform. that conversation. Because I believe a lot of the people that listen are us. Especially there's there's so many guys that listen to this podcast that are, I think, 
that can relate to us as fathers. I agree. But yep. especially from a from a veteran standpoint, where some of the shit that you have gone through emotionally yeah. that I'll never know or understand. Yeah. You know, that there's that somebody else is crying those same tears. Yeah. And that you're not the only one that's feeling that way. Yeah. That when you get to that place, it's completely normal and it's completely healthy to go to that place. Yeah. Just don't live in that place. Right. Because the flip side of this is when I'm done crying and I stand up and my wife is there and my kids are there, that there's so much more positivity and so much more happiness in that relationship and in that trust and in that world that, yeah. you know, it, it's that it's a dark place. You have those thoughts, go to that place because it's healthy to, to enjoy and feel those things. And I say, enjoy, yeah. you've got to know it's bad. So you know how good it is when it's good. Right. You know, so, so don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to be emotionally open and available. You know, you just don't have to live in that place. Yeah. You know, and be okay going there and then come back in and be in that sunshine again yep. and be a happy, positive person yeah. and know that there's other people out there that are willing to talk about it. Dude, it's an oil change. You know, exactly. Yes. It's an oil change. Get rid of the old darkness, all yeah. the old crappy, cruddy, gunked up oil yep. in there. Put some fresh oil in it. That's it. Run smooth again. <laughs> you know, flush it out. Clean it out. That's Be it. good. You know, I'm blessed and I'm lucky enough that I have this mouthpiece to be able to, yeah. you know, I don't, my, my joke with my wife is I don't ever fucking need therapy. <laughs> I, I do this. Yeah. I, I go on my morning show here in Salt Lake City every morning yeah. and I can talk about whatever's going on. And right. I can, you know, there's people that call and be like, you know what? You're being an asshole to your wife. You shouldn't treat her that way. It's happened before. Yeah. You know, hey, settle this argument for me. And my wife and I were talking about, yeah. you know, and the, the women will call up me like, um, actually, this is her perspective and she loves you. So she won't tell you this. <laughs> and you're being a jerky McJerk face. And you go, OK, well, all right, maybe I am being a douche a little bit. Yeah. You know? Be OK being emotionally yeah. vulnerable that way. It doesn't make you less of a man. It doesn't yeah. make you any weaker of a, of a person. And I, I had that aha moment. Yeah. You know, at almost 40 years old now. It was a dope when you text me. I'm like, let's do it. I, had that, I know. You're like, you're like, yep, I'm in. I'm in. You know? And I, I knew that this was going to be a good, I, you know, it's a little too wordy yeah. to go into in, in my other forum. Yeah. But I knew we could do it here. And I thought it fit well with that toxic masculinity. 100%. To, you know, it's not that I'm not masculine. I'm not afraid of that softer, more emotional side either. And that, who's to say that's not masculine? Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. But it's, again, you know, it talks, I it's, think it's, it's balance and accountability. I, I am emotionally accountable to myself. Yes. And I am okay with that softer, vulnerable side. I think that vulnerability is the perfect word. Yeah. That vulnerable side. But I am also completely okay with my strength. Yes. And that stoicism that we have as men, you know, yeah. and that, and being stone faced. Right. All right. all right. Hell yes. Yeah, we talked about no, some shit. We're good. I we love talked it. about some shit, bro. We did it. We went all in. I think the guys listening <laughs> to this are gonna be like, I'm like, damn, that was good. Hey, hope you guys listening uh enjoyed it. Hope you guys take something from it. Dude, message us, let us know what's up, man. If you love this podcast, you want more banks, because I want more banks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hit and, me up on Insta too. Um, yeah. at Life of Banks if you're on Instagram, and then it's uh if you're on Facebook, Banks K Bull. 93 on uh, on Facebook as well. It's all on there. Um, I know, you know, Vinny said that, uh, you know, some of you guys had reached out and, you know, think I may have something to contribute to life. So, you know, find me over there and, and hit me up. You know, I'd love to be able to hear from people from this side of the world as well as, you know, my other professional buttoned up, very white collar, <laughs> serious side, you know. <laughs> 
Love you guys, man. Thanks for listening. See you guys later. Bye.